Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and 2022 starts the third year of this podcast and corresponding blog. I go through the Bible chapter by chapter, guiding you, even if you've never read the Bible before. Right now, I'm going through the Old Testament prophets, revealing how Bible prophecies that were written 700 years before Christ predict not just what was going to happen back then, but what happened when Jesus came. They even predict the end times and last days that are coming true right now. I pray that as you hear God's word, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Hey, new year, new life. Let's dig in. Jeremiah 49, five more Middle Eastern areas learn about the judgment of God. Yesterday, God pronounced judgment on Moab. In this next chapter, he judges Moab's little cousin, Ammon, along with Israel, Judah's brother, Esau, Edom, and then Syria, Persia, and the bulk of the Arabian Peninsula. The Middle East is a hotbed of wars and rumors of wars right now. And we'll get into the future of these wars in the book of Ezekiel. And that's next in line. I can't wait. Subscribe so you don't miss out. In the meantime, let's see how God feels about these other pagan nations. Let's dig in. Jeremiah 49, a message about Ammon. This is Ammon, A-M-M-O-N. This message was given concerning the Ammonites. And this is what the Lord says. Are there no descendants of Israel to inherit the land of Gad? Why are you who worship Molech living in its towns? In the days to come, says the Lord, I will sound the battle cry against your city of Rabbah. It will become a desolate heap of ruins and the neighboring towns will be burned. Then Israel would take back the land you took from her, says the Lord. Cry out, O Hezbon, for the town of Ai is destroyed. Weep, O people of Rabbah, put on your clothes of mourning. Weep and wail, hiding in the hedges, for your god Molech with his priests and officials will be hauled off to distant lands. You are proud of your fertile valleys, but they will soon be ruined. You trusted in your wealth, you rebellious daughter, and thought no one could ever harm you. But look, I will bring terror upon you, says the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies. Your neighbor will chase you from your land and no one will help your exiles as they flee. But I will restore the fortunes of the Ammonites in days to come. I, the Lord, have spoken. Messages about Edom. This message was given concerning Edom. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Is there no wisdom in Taman? Is no one left to give wise counsel? Turn and flee. Hide in deep caves, you people of Dedan, for when I bring disaster on Edom, I will punish you too. Those who harvest grapes always leave a few for the poor. If thieves came at night, they would not take if thieves came at night, they would not take everything, but I will strip bare the land of Edom, and there will be no place left to hide. Its children, its brothers, and its neighbors will all be destroyed, and Edom itself will be no more. 
but I will protect the orphans who remain among you. Your widows too can depend on me for help. And this is what the Lord says. If the innocent must suffer, how much more must you? You will not go unpunished. You must drink this cup of judgment. For I have sworn by my own name, says the Lord, that Basrael will become an object of horror and a heap of ruins. It will be mocked and cursed. All its towns and villages will be desolate forever. I have heard a message from the Lord that an ambassador was sent to the nations to say, form a coalition against Edom and prepare for battle. The Lord says to Edom, I will cut you down to size among the nations and you will be despised by all. You have been deceived by the fear you inspire in others and by your own pride. You live in a rock fortress, Petra, and control the mountain heights. But even if you make your nest among the peaks with the eagles, I will bring you crashing down, says the Lord. Edom will be an object of horror. All who pass by will be appalled and will gasp at the destruction they see there. It will be like the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns. No one will live there. No one will inhabit it. I will come like a lion from the thickets of the Jordan, leaping on the sheep in the pasture. I will chase Edom from its land, and I will appoint the leader of my choice. For who is like me, and who can challenge me? What ruler can oppose my will? Listen to the Lord's plans against Edom and the people of Taman. Even the little children will be dragged off like sheep and their homes will be destroyed. The earth will shake with the noise of Edom's fall and its cry of despair will be heard all the way to the Red Sea. Look, the enemy swoops down like, the, like an eagle, spreading its wings over Basra. Even the mightiest warriors will be in anguish like a woman in labor. Next, a message about Damascus, which is in Syria. Verse 23, this message was given concerning Damascus, and this is what the Lord says. The towns of Hamath and Arpad are struck with fear, for they have heard the news of their destruction. Their hearts are troubled, like a wild sea in a raging storm. Damascus has become feeble. All her people turn to flee. Fear, anguish, and pain have gripped her as they grip a woman in labor. That famous city, a city of joy, will be forsaken. Her young men will fall in the streets and die. Her soldiers will be killed, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. And I will set fire to the walls of Damascus that will burn up the palaces of Ben-Hadad. A message about Kedar and Hazor, verse 28. This message was given concerning Kedar and the kingdoms of Hazor, which were attacked by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. This is what the Lord says. Advance against Kedar, destroy the warriors from the east. Their flocks and tents will be captured and their household goods and camels will be taken away. Everywhere, shouts of panic will be heard. We are terrorized at every turn. Run for your lives, says the Lord. Hide yourselves in deep caves, you people of Hazor. For King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon has plotted against you and is preparing to destroy you. Go up and attack that complacent nation, says the Lord. Its people live alone in the desert without walls or gates. Their camels and other livestock will all be yours. I will scatter through the winds these people who live in remote places. I will bring calamity upon them from every direction, says the Lord. Hazor will be inhabited by jackals, and it will be desolate forever. No one will live there. No one will inhabit it. A message about Elam, verse 34. 
This message concerning Elam came to the prophet Jeremiah from the Lord at the beginning of the reign of King Zedekiah of Judah. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies says. I will destroy the archers of Elam, the best of their forces. I will bring enemies from all directions and I will scatter the people of Elam to the four winds. They will be exiled to countries around the world. I myself will go with Elam's enemies to shatter it. In my fierce anger, I will bring great disaster upon the people of Elam, says the Lord. Their enemies will chase them with the sword until I have destroyed them completely. I will set my throne in Elam and I will destroy its king and officials, but I will restore the fortunes of Elam in the days to come. I, the Lord, have spoken. That was Jeremiah 49. Wow. I think God is angry. He really doesn't like paganism. <laughs> if you click on over to my blog, um, I have a map that I got uh, from uh, Pastor Sandy Adams, uh, one of Pastor Sandy Adams' presentations. And it, it has a, a line that shows what God, the borders that God, gave israel this is a true promised land which goes from the nile river to the euphrates river okay um and it encompasses uh lebanon syria uh jordan a good chunk of egypt a good chunk of saudi arabia a good chunk of iraq and even a little bit of kuwait that is the future israel okay um uh, and you wonder why all these Arab countries and Persian countries hate Israel. <laughs> anyway, here's some key points. Ammon. Ammon was the son of Lot's youngest daughter. So the Ammonites were cousins to the Moabites. And that story comes from Sodom and Gomorrah. And if you haven't um, uh, heard, listen, listen to the, um, or read that, story i've got links in my blog the link to my blog is in the show notes um now these guys were way more hostile to israel it was the king of ammon who had the babylonian appointed governor gedaliah killed that was in a few uh, uh chapters ago today it's part of jordan in fact jordan's capital city is amman a-m-m-a-n the contested territory of the West Bank is where the Israelite tribe of Gad was. They trusted in their wealth rather than God, like America does. Their fake God was Molech. The despicable acts of child sacrifices were their major sin. He'll be no help when the Babylonians come. Again, it's similar to America with their detestable act of abortion. Nevertheless, God gives them a future hope. As you can see by the map, um, the, but the true boundaries of Gradle Israel encompasses all of Jordan and most of the Middle East. So again, check on, click on over to my blog and check out that map. Edom. The Edomites were descendants of Esau, Jacob, Israel's twin brother. We know that story from um, uh, Genesis. Okay, if you want to hear that story, um, which is really interesting how things work out. <laughs> um, click on over to my blog again. God asks, where is their wisdom? Is there no wise counsel? I could ask the same about America and the world today. It seems like there is significant loss of common sense. Don't you think? You know, it, I mean, really, there's no common sense in the world these days. 
Petra is still abandoned, but that's where the Jews will flee to escape the Antichrist during the Great Tribulation. If you wonder what that's going to be like, again, click on over to my blog. Damascus, Syria. In Isaiah 17, God foretells of the last day's destruction of Damascus. At that time, the longest inhabited city will cease to exist. Hadad was the Syrian idol or fake god. Hadad was equated with the Greek god Zeus, the Roman god Jupiter, the Hittite storm god Teshub, and the Egyptian god Set. See, they all borrowed or copied each other's gods. How the Roman Catholic Church venerates Mary is the same as the ancient goddesses. Nothing has changed. No matter which way you look at it, it's paganism and idolatry. Right now, there is war in and around Damascus. Was the destruction mentioned here in Jeremiah's time or the latter days? Hard to tell. This whole Middle Eastern area has been in conflict year after year. Cities are destroyed and rebuilt. Empires come and go, but God stays the same. Too bad the people don't follow the one true God. Finally, we've got, nope, then we got uh, two more. Kedar and Hazor. This, this is the area of the Arabian Peninsula, which includes Yemen, Oman, Qatar, Bahrain, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates, or the UAE. These people were nomadic tribes. They moved around all the time. Yet being mobile doesn't help them against the Babylonians. Then Elam. Today, this is Iran. Iran's extremist Muslim regime is set on destroying Israel, which they call the Little Satan, and the U.S., which they call the Great Satan. Back then, they were Persians, and they'll partner with the Medes and conquer Babylon, and we'll get to that in the book of Daniel in a few weeks. So subscribe so you don't miss out. They, in turn, will be conquered by Alexander the Great from Greece. Pastor Sandy Adam explains how the Elamites, I'm quoting, the Elamites were renowned for their archery. They were sharpshooters, skilled with a bow. Yet here God breaks their bow. He strips them of their military might. The Medes and Persians, which include the Elamites, will eventually, um, uh, will eventually be conquered by the Greeks. Here Jeremiah is seeing 250 years into the future. There really has never been peace in the Middle East. Their conflict is with God. True peace won't come to these countries until Jesus comes back in his full glory. And if you don't know what that's like, that's in the book of Revelation, but you can click on over to my blog and click on that study. Pastor Sandy Adams concludes, Egypt trusted in idols, Moab in materialism and pride, Ammon in opportunism, Edom trusted in its fortifications, the tribes of Arabia in their isolation and mobility, Elam in its skill with a bow and its weaponry. Yet all these nations fell to the Babylonians. Numerous times in Jeremiah, God speaks of Babylon and Nebuchadnezzar as his instrument of judgment. He even calls, calls um, its pagan king the servant of Yahweh. But the fact that God uses the Babylonians didn't mean he approved of all they did. In fact, after he uses the Babylonians to judge, he in turn judges them. Don't ever think that just because God uses you, it means you're immune from his scrutiny. Not so. And we'll discover in the last three chapters of Jeremiah when God gives his prophet amazing predictions concerning the fall of Babylon. Again, that's from Pastor Sandy Adams. 
And um, in my blog, I have a link to his study on um, these chapters. Now, if you want to be informed of the latest in the wars and rumors of wars of the Middle East, I've got some links, um, uh, some of the sources that I follow. One of them is Amir Sarfati of Behold Israel on Telegram. The other one is The Watchman with Eric Stackelback on YouTube. Then I've got two websites, End Time Headlines. They've got an app that you can download. Um, uh, I, I like following them on Instagram, actually, because they post the, the headlines there. And really, that's all I need to see is the headlines. Um, and then there's Prophecy Today. They have a podcast. Um, and um, uh, I have also um, a page with more Bible prophecy teachers there. We are living in the last days. And if you think otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. It's time to get right with God before it's too late. So if you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit again in one way, nonstop. Take it to heaven after you die or that you won't be left behind at the rapture, which can happen at any moment. What you have to do is invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and the confident hope of eternal life. If you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says, how to invite Jesus into your heart. And at the bottom, I embedded a couple of worship songs there. Um, how many kings and you are God alone. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Are you a born-again Christian with Catholic friends or family members? Have you struggled with how to bring up the truth of Jesus' salvation? I had the same problem, so I put together a free ebook, The Catholic Mission Field in Our Backyards. It's a guide to help you start the conversation and plant the seed that will get them thinking, am I missing something? Check it out. It's a free download on my website. You'll find the link in the show notes. Oh, please let me know if it helped you. If you're a born-again believer helping a Catholic friend or family member start reading the Bible, it's a great idea to give them one. But which version or translation would be a good one for them? There are too many to choose from. As a former Catholic, it helped me to have a Bible translation in plain, everyday English. And I know many evangelical Christians are very much attached to the King James Version. That's fine if that's what you grew up with. Remember, Catholics have grown up with priests and nuns telling them they don't need to read the Bible. All they have to do is trust the church to teach them what they need to know, only they don't, and that's the problem. When I first started going back to church, a well-meaning friend told me to get a King James Version. Well, guess what? I got frustrated with the these and thous and stopped reading it, totally defeating the purpose. Eventually, I got the new international version, or the NIV, and that was the best for a new Christian to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Today, I also study from the New King James Version, or NKJV, and the New Living Translation, the NLT. I'm now an affiliate of Christian Book Distributors, and I've chosen three study Bibles that would be a great gift for that Catholic or progressive friend whom you'd like to help get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. They are also a great, they're also great for the new Christian believer. Check them out. The link is in the show notes. 
And by the way, all commissions will be donated to one or more of the Bible translating ministries listed on my site. So give the gift of the word of God and help spread the word while you're at it. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.